Hey everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast, the place that we are making good theology automatic. This is season two already. Thanks to everybody who joined us for season one. We're really excited for this season because we're going to be answering questions, your questions. Every episode is going to be a response and an answer to a question that somebody asked. And so we're so glad that you're with us. Every time that you leave a comment, rate, or subscribe, it helps get the word out for more people to join us. So make sure you do that on whatever platform you're listening on. And let's jump right into today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Thematic Podcast. Hey, what's up? We are taking on a question from Instagram from Olivia Joy McNeil. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think it's the first time we've done a two-part. Um, mm-hmm. She made a comment and we're like, that's two episodes. So mm-hmm. uh, this is what she said. I, I had put a post out. Hey, what are the questions you have about God or what do you want us to talk about? Yeah. And she said controversial topics. And then she referenced sex she says before marriage, we did a whole episode on sex in any context outside of marriage. Yeah. So make sure you find that. Yeah, if we'll you try to link it below. It. Yeah. And then, uh, and then she says cussing, drinking, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah. So we're going to do an episode today on some of these topics yeah. that we, we felt like a lot of people probably wonder about. Yeah. Hey, what do you do with cussing? What do you do with drinking? And then all of the et cetera's. So <laughs> are, are we going to just throw one other one in there? Yeah. So, so I think what we should do is we should definitely honor the question. Let's cover drinking. Okay. I'm assuming she means alcohol, right? Drinking alcohol. No, no, no. I think holy water. <laughs> and then- Can uh, you drink the holy water? I don't think you can. No. Okay, no. No. But... And I think they dispose of all the elements of communion or lock them up. No. No, they like lock them up because they believe it's the- No, the priest has to, has to eat all the remaining bread and drink all the remaining wine. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, I did not know that. I mean, definitely certain. Yeah. I mean, if if they if it's a transubstantiation, this is a whole other uh, yeah, subject. Yeah, I was but, gonna say. Yeah, no, yeah, they have to they have to eat it all. Because anyway, we'll talk about maybe. <laughs> let's talk about communion on another episode. Let's do because I'm very passionate about that. Okay. Um, um, that's amazing. So drinking, yes, drinking she's talking about cussing, drinking and alcohol, cussing. and then and... let's add one. Let's pick an etc. Okay. Okay. And so here's the framework that when I saw this question come through yesterday, uh, I was like, oh, this is cool because it's kind of like three buckets to me. So there's drinking, which is an issue to me of moderation. We'll cover that in a second. There's cussing okay. to me, which is an issue of it has a cultural okay. stigma to it and then and etc i'd love to add something that's maybe not directly covered in scripture but okay. maybe modern people are dealing with and so how do you deal with something that's not like directly written about in the bible so that's how i would like to cover it perfect love cool. it okay. so what's the third subject you want to talk about um the, uh, you know i i think digital addiction would probably digital be, addiction yeah perfect. that's what i call it yeah okay so yeah this is perfect this is the thematic podcast mm-hmm. we're talking about making good theology automatic and so this is be this will just be a good template in general mm-hmm. for us to wade through and for you to learn what it is how we think about subjects so the first two are there are passages that are directly about mm-hmm. them but varied passages. And then this third one, you're not going to find a verse in the Bible about digital addiction. Yeah. Um, but so what do you do when you when you don't have the explicit verse? You look at the framework of what you know about what God's heart is and, and then you apply it as best you can. Yeah, the principle. Yeah, without manipulating it to fit your flesh. Yeah, there so, you go. Okay. Perfect. So you want to start with, with cussing? Yeah, let's start with you cussing. You got any passages? 
Yeah, we do. There's actually um, direct passages that don't say the word cussing, but that's essentially what it means. If we're talking about the word cuss, meaning like an expletive or something that like, if you said it in a social setting, people would be uncomfortable okay. or you're using it to curse something or express anger. And here's what the Bible says. Let's just, there's three, I'll rapid fire them really short. Ephesians 4.29 in the ESV, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion. I like that. There's some decorum there um, that it may give grace to those who here um and then let's do um uh the, the colossians 3 uh 3 mm -hmm. 8 but now you must put them all away anger wrath malice slander and obscene talk from your mouth okay and then there's obviously another another scriptures that that says um from the same mouth comes blessing and cursing my brothers these things ought not to be so that's in james 3 so it means like you should not speak blessings you know be a christian speaking the prophetic and blessings out of one and then cursing out, out of the same yeah. mouth can i add one more yeah of course as just a sort of a more foundational framework proverbs 18 death and life are in the power the of tongue. the tongue it's crazy yeah and so when when god created everything he this is how the way i think theologically god created not with muscles or machinery mm -hmm. he created with his words mm -hmm. how did humanity fall with words with lies mm -hmm. yeah with and how are people saved by faith how do they get faith by hearing how do they hear by somebody speaking and so yeah. the power of words is truly death and life and so that's, that's really the good. overarching framework and so how does god want us to use our words like all the things you quoted not with obscene talk chorus joking and all that so okay so is the bible talking about what we would call these four letter words that start with an F or an SH or, or whatever. Yeah. Is that what the Bible's talking about? Is it that and say, for example, gossip? Yeah. Would so gossip be considered like corrupting so, talk? Yeah. yeah. So is the Bible talking about a cuss word? And I and then and then jump into a little bit more of what you meant in terms of cultural. Yeah. So and let's talk about it in that way. So for example, um, the word fanny in New Zealand is the worst word you can say or really yeah so I'm told yeah and I remember when I heard that from so my cousin lives in Auckland and they're like oh yeah that's a that's a big one in fact if you're listening to this in New Zealand I'm so sorry <laughs> we're uh, not he's not cussing I'm not he, cussing here <laughs> yeah right here in the United States that's actually like a clean word you would say to your kid like oh yeah you know, like I'll, a like a, a better yeah, word I'll than tap if, your fanny if you do yeah, it again you know, exactly. like you're gonna you're, you're gonna get in trouble you know that that's like the 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 choice word you would use right um and so um, what I mean by cultural is I mean different cultures have different four letter words or short words that that um, doesn't fit the occasion in their culture. Mm. And so um, I think that this is broke down in two ways. There is talk that can corrupt yourself and there is talk that corrupts and destroys others. And the spirit of the law here is like I would weight gossip way more than saying the SH word. Right. as an example. Right. So is the Bible directly talking about those things? Kind of, but I think it's weighty, uh, weightier toward the side of corrupting talk that can destroy others. That's my, that's how I, I receive I it. I would agree with you, okay. but I think it's so interesting because, and this is just a generalization, but I think in the church amongst Christians, it's the other way. I think people view it the other way yeah, generally. Sadly. Like they, they really keep themselves from saying those specific words, which, and by the way, I don't use those words either. I just don't find them to be beneficial. Yeah. It doesn't but, fit the occasion. It's yeah, not, there's no yeah, decorum like to what, it. Yeah. yeah. But I agree with you. Like, I think if you were to just sit down and ask Jesus, if he was sitting in front of you, would you rather me avoid saying SH 
or F you or destructive gossip, I think that Jesus would say that gossip is what, yeah, but, but so often we give ourselves over to that or, or even just speaking about people or, or situations out of anger or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. And so, okay. So you're talking about when it comes to language, there's a, uh, would you say a spectrum or a, yeah, uh, I think because I, it's what what is when you're using a word, what does that mean in the culture you're in? Yeah, and 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 really, it's a consideration for others. Yeah, right. So yeah. so like you said, it's the spirit of the law. Yeah, what's the spirit of what the scripture correct. and what God is saying yeah. here is is what I'm using here beneficial? Is it helpful? Is, is it, it building to somebody others? else? Is it building up? Yeah. yeah. So the question, if you're watching this and you're a teenager, like, can I cuss or should I listen to cussing? The answer is you're, you're to dwell. If you're a Christian, a follower of Christ, dwell on things that are good and pleasurable and, you know, only speak things that build others up. Right. So the answer is no, you shouldn't use those words. Um, but uh, if you're going to put your effort into fixing an issue in your own life, please focus on the issue of gossiping about other people, right. uh, you know, just to, just to just lay it out there. Gossip or telling jokes that are, you know, dirty or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's not about being legalistic, but it's about like, mm-hmm. man, if I want to carry the heart of God, mm-hmm. well, does G- my language reflect the heart of God? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, because even Jesus, I mean, he uses the term Raka, right? And this is in Matthew. He's like, um, whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council, but whoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. As I understand it, the word Raka was very controversial back then. And he says it to a crowd of people really? to make a point. Okay. You know, and I think... If that's true, so I, I can't remember where I got it. If I can find the scholarship, I'll link it below. But this is really about thematic. But if that is true, I think Jesus is literally making the point here that you're making, where he's saying, like, he says this yes, thing. Yeah. And, and and he says it all the time to the Pharisees. Like, you tithe out of your spice rack. You you count your, your mint and your dill and your cumin, but you neglect the weightier issues of the law, like love, justice, and mercy. And so there's a big issue here. Christians are like, well, can I say a cuss word? It's like you probably shouldn't but like let's fix the gossip issue we have in the right. church and the and slandering our leaders and our brothers and our sisters like that's the bigger issue all right that's what i think cool so okay great that, so i that's think that's cussing. a lot of yeah on cussing and you know yeah. yeah to think about like what does god want you to say so mm-hmm. drinking uh-oh, uh-oh this is a huge subject and and i, like, I had a drink last night <laughs> i like how you're putting this um i like how you said that that um the uh, the language one is more it's kind of cultural mm-hmm. this one is more moderation. moderation but i do think that now that i'm thinking about it there's also kind of a cultural thing to it as well because like for example in europe it's very common uh, to americans drink. americans view this very different american christians yes. view this different than christians in other places yeah, yeah, yeah. and so there's a cultural aspect to it but yeah. we i guess we could stay away from that part there the biblically speaking it definitely mm-hmm. talks about it in terms of mm-hmm. amount or moderation. Yeah, moderation so let's talk about that so so um i grew up in i grew up in a denomination that said do not ever drink so did ever I. you did too yeah i did okay. too and so where's and, where's and i wasn't joking when i said i had a, a, a drink last night so there are people even now that are probably judging me well, i'm gonna stop a drink. watching that podcast now <laughs> yeah but this let me challenge you with this yeah is that um we have to I believe we have to make all of our decisions through the lens of what does the scripture say? What does God love and want? And so you may not like or enjoy it. um, And you maybe even had struggles with it in the past, but the Bible says what it says on the issue. So we ought to honor one another for sure. Mm -hmm. But 
it's not just a sin to take away from what God's commanded and do less than he wants. It's also a sin to, to add, add to, to what it. he's commanded, which Extra is biblical. Eve, Eve did that. Yeah. She's, he said, don't, don't eat of that tree mm-hmm. or touch it. No, yeah. he didn't say that. Okay. So drinking in the Bible. Yeah. Okay. Jesus, his first miracle was turning water mm-hmm. into wine. Yeah, but that was just grape juice. No, <laughs> because the guy comes in and says, "Well, you said the best stuff for last." Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. No, or it in wasn't Acts it. chapter, two, <laughs> in Acts two, when they're like, "Those guys are drunk," drunk. and it's he only two a.m. He doesn't say we're Christians; we don't drink alcohol. He said, "No, it's only <laughs> nine in the morning." <laughs> yeah, it was nine in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, what's a more explicit passage? Well, and Paul, uh, Paul tells Ephesians, Timothy, right, to, to have some drink wine a little wine. For, it's good for, for your, stomach. your stomach. Yeah, yeah. So, friends, let's just be clear. And I know that I know that there's a lot of Christians uh, out there, denominations of people that that believe it's it's either it was just grape juice or that you're not. And and you know what? We're not. You know, ha- have your opinion, but we're just saying from the Bible. Yeah, I, you just can't exegetically that's the theological word that means take what the bible's saying instead of putting your opinion on what the bible says it's clear that alcohol was drunken in the bible yeah. even by jesus yeah. and the disciples yeah so okay that we believe that's true we believe that's true so it, what pretty does provable. it say Most clearly though yeah ephesians so, do you have a verse no you a go verse. with ephesians yeah. ephesians five seventeen says do, do this is very clear with wine. do not be drunk with my wine now we could talk about does it mean get drunk or be drunk or, you know, as a pattern? Mm-hmm. Is it a one-time thing or is it a pattern? But mm-hmm. either way, do not get drunk with wine, which, and here's the why, because it leads to, here's the big word, debauchery. debauchery but that means the turning away from. Mm-hmm. But, and, and now here's the here's the beautiful kicker, but instead, be, filled be being filled. It's a progressive, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. So what's the what's the biblical principle yeah don't don't give yourself i think in this case to alcohol or anything else that is going to lead you to turn away from god yeah to lose control of yourself uh to not be filled with the spirit yeah don't give yourself over to something that's going to control you that's going to lead you to turn from god but instead be filled with the holy spirit so this is what i think you meant by moderation yes so we see that Clearly, alcohol is in the Bible, but clearly there's a degree that the Bible explicitly commands you not you to go, go here, to. You can go here, but not here. Yeah, and so uh, just to add to your framework, which I totally agree with, I would add that uh, do not be drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. I always I always kind of skip the middle to make this point. Do not be drunk with wine. Instead, be filled with the Spirit mm-hmm. because often people will go to alcohol or other substances that numb them or make them feel more confident mm-hmm. or give them comfort. And the reality is there are strings attached to that. No, every scientist will agree that as you drink, you do damage your liver. There are liver cells being um, damaged. Now, if you do it in very small amounts or moderations, there's some regeneration that can happen. But if you're always being <laughs> drunk, then you develop right. diseases. It's not good right. for you. Whereas when you're filled with the spirit, you can experience the same level of peace and comfort with no damage and a closer relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I like that too. So just adding, yes, it also leads you away, but there is a real gift of God and the Holy Spirit where you can have a lot of those benefits that people are using alcohol to get with no strings attached. So there's the moderation. So I don't know if you'd agree with that. I or just not, want but... to touch on that because I think you're hitting on something that's that's so important. And I think it's just like pretty much everything in the faith is 
what's the motivation? Yeah, what's your motive? You touched on somebody numbing themselves, and mm-hmm. and and this is not just alcohol. It might be the digital addiction we're going to talk about, or food, or many many other things. Yeah. Is why are you giving? Why are you doing something? Hmm. And I love what Nathan Finocchio said yeah, I'm about bring alcohol. This up. I love it. I was you... trying to find the exact quote, but Nathan has one of the best. He says, number one. If you think that alcohol is unbiblical, there's four cups of wine at the Seder dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, and then he says this, which I thought was so profound and succinct. He said, he said, some people uh, drink to forget. The believer drinks to remember, not to forget. Wow. And I thought it was so profound because if you are drinking to whatever degree to numb yourself, to run from your pain, to... you. Know, that's probably going to be unhealthy for you, whether you think you're drunk or not, it's still unhealthy in your soul. Mm -hmm. But like he's talking about the Seder dinner, the celebrate, the Jewish celebrations that alcohol was a part of those because, you know, drink, drink, drink a little wine. Yeah. Yeah. Joy for your soul because we're remembering the goodness of God. Now again, we're not saying get drunk. That's clearly wrong. But anyway, I just thought it was beautiful because almost everything in the scriptures about what's the motivation mm-hmm. with which you're doing it. Even Jesus talks about praying, fasting, and giving to the poor. Yeah. Don't do it out of this motivation or it's evil. evil. But if you do it <laughs> yeah. out of a godly motivation, it's obviously it's what God wants for you. Yeah. So, so anyway. So, and the last well, thing we got to add about Nathan, drinking. Thank you. Good quote, buddy. We've only got about three or four minutes left, but I want to say this. Um, oh, we got to talk about digital. Then. We still do. Yeah. But we got to add this about drinking because it's really important. It's in our doctrine. It's the same as food sacrifice to idols. And it's something people like myself who have the liberty to drink because I understand the scripture. I believe I do. And I, I get his heart on it and I can moderate so I can enjoy an old fashioned like I enjoyed last night. One of them when I was celebrating something with my wife or and she had a glass of wine as an example. But if I know someone struggles with that or or really is opposed to it, I will limit my own freedom. Honor them. Not in a two-faced way, mm. but in a way of love. And it's the same thing with cussing. So, right, it's like, like not that you should cuss ever, but use words and talk that fit the occasion. These right. are these like, are if like you go to New laws. Zealand, yeah. don't use that don't word. Don't use it, that even if it's For okay. us here is watered down. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Or for that matter. It's I, choosing love over your own liberties. Yeah, and for that matter too, the Bible says in Romans, whatever does he's talking about all the you know food and mm-hmm, stuff to idols mm-hmm. and he says whatever does not come, come from, from faith, faith is sin and so Romans we also four, want eight, you to know while it is it is clear we believe that the bible is not explicitly against mm-hmm. drinking if your conscience and faith doesn't allow you to do it for you it it would be sin yep. and so don't let us persuade you to do it just because oh they said it's okay let the holy spirit fill you and That's lead huge. you yeah okay well we got to talk about this That's next huge. one because Rewind anybody, that anybody part. that's listening Rewind to Rewind that part and listen to it. That, that was huge. I'm sorry. We got to camp there because don't let this episode be permission to do something that your conscience would right. sear you for. Right. The Lord will lead you because he loves you. And if you have a, like a, like a, um, if you fall down the hill easily into addiction, I wouldn't even toy with it. Right. That liberty even... isn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So we're going to talk about point. digital stuff. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about this one is anybody that's listening to us talk about mm-hmm. this is listening to it digitally. digitally yeah, because so, it's only available digitally. <laughs> here we go. Right. So um, digital addiction is a huge deal. You know, um, the, the, and just to re, just to recap, remember, one of the reasons we this is just one thing that's not explicitly in the Bible. And so we're going to tackle a subject that, okay, it's not in there. So what's the framework 
that we're going to think about it theologically. Yeah, how do you understand God's heart around an issue that's not specifically mentioned? So um, I have a teenage daughter. Um, You know, we have a lot of discussion. I'm sure you have a lot of discussion with your daughter on like, when is it okay to have a phone? Why do we even as humans have this like rite of passage or age of maturity when they're ready for a phone? Because we all know, because we have phones as adults, we know how how um, addictive they are and how they can steal your joy and steal your peace. And for the first breed time, comparison, oh breed. my gosh, it's just yeah. a window to all the worst things imaginable yeah. at the click of a button. And so digital addiction is a real thing, both because um, it steals your attention, focus and time, which by the way, time's the only thing that God gives us. That's like a gift only from him that the world can't offer. Don't know if you ever thought about that money, the world offers power, but they can't give you any more time. It's the gift from heaven. And it's heaven. the only commodity that everybody has the, the exact, exact same, same amount, amount of. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's an issue we should wrestle with. So how we're wrestling it out in the Hunt household is we're coming from the principle of does it honor your life's purpose? Hmm. And is it simply a tool? Can we make sure it's just a tool? Is it okay to have fun on your phone or play a game? Yeah. But the moment the game plays you, it's too much mm. and we take a break and we help dialogue with our kids. Um, and, and the scriptures we use are ones where it says like, um, dwell on things that are good and righteous. And like, mm-hmm. does your phone help you dwell on those things? Mm-hmm. Or is it interrupting you with negative mm-hmm. information? Is it stealing your peace at home? Is it dividing you against your brother or sister? Right. Those types of things. So we use multiple verses there's really probably 40 or or 50 verses you can find about the health of the human heart and mind right. so principles you're applying principles to this that subject. we apply to the phone yeah yeah so that's how we deal with it and it, and, it, and for obviously for a lot of people it would be not just the phone it'd be a, a video a game computer, system yeah. yeah computer or tv even mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. And then, then we'll use the what we call. And we're gonna, I hope, talk about this in another episode when it comes specifically to sexual sin. But, but um, for like young men, especially, their phones can be really, really challenging for them in the in, to right. keep their sexual purity. Right. And so we'll use the flee but pursue method, which is a great framework in the Bible that the Apostle Paul talks about that we'll cover more in depth. Hopefully, yeah, at another we'll time. We'll jump into that. A different but yeah, episode. We're, and the flee part is. If you struggle with your phone, don't take your phone into anywhere where it's just you and your phone. Right. It's, it's like the same as like cut off your right hand. It's like, exactly. dude, put your phone in the exactly. box downstairs, yep. right? So yep. there are, those are the principles we use to handle something that's not in the Bible. I agree with all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only only thing I wanted to add, and you kind of said it, um, is, you know, it's just like material things. Like you can have stuff, you can have money, but as soon as it has you, you know, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, does it own you mm. or do you own it? And so, yeah, we had to, we had to have this specific talk with one of our kids and they're both pretty young. It's like, Hey buddy, (laughs) I feel like, um, you kind of have an addiction to this thing. Do you, do you resonate with that? Do you think that that's true? And you know, yeah, I do dad. Okay. So let's start, let's start using a little bit more wisdom then on how to, so good, how to use that, that device. And so, um, well, let's, let's wrap this thing up with, with God's heart and conclusions on, I don't know, separately the issues or one one thing on all these issues. Yeah. What, what would you say about cussing, drinking, and digital addiction, or maybe for that matter, any addiction, something mm-hmm. that's kind of owning your attention? Yeah, yeah. Paul talks about like when I was in Rome, I did as the Romans did. I mean, he talks a lot about in different uh, um, uh, epistles where he he will 
limit his own freedoms. Like he had every right to take a tithe, you know, or to take money for preaching the gospel. But he says he didn't want to hinder the gospel, so mm -hmm. he didn't take it, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think that I take that personally as a challenge to myself. Is there anything, whether it's drinking or cussing or, or you know, vaping or, or digital addiction, is there anything that's in my life that hinders my purpose that I was set here for? Or does it hinder the gospel? And if it does, those things need to go away. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would put them all in the same category. I would put um, them as either like pleasures or liberties and don't let those things stifle your growth in Christ yep. or your witness for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say similar is something leading you closer to him. Um, is it neutral or is it leading you away from him? Mm -hmm. If it's leading you away from God, kill it. Kill it. If it's neutral, then make sure you're operating in it um, in in moderation in a healthy way. And yeah. if it's leading you closer to God, you should Dive probably in. do it. <laughs> and then the last thing I would say, just practical advice is whether it be to do with, say, drinking or digital, um, not so much cussing because I think you should just not, not have filthy it. talk in you. But some of these other things, use the practice of fasting. Ooh. You know, like like give yourself a, a litmus test at, at different periods throughout your year or your life to make sure to make sure that this thing doesn't own you because you don't really know if something is owning you until you test it and so you and I, you know we, I love that we practice fasting and so you know a couple times a year or mm. maybe maybe regularly weekly or whatever but like in our church specifically we'll do a longer fast in January where you know we'll cut out a lot of these things from our life and in our house it will include a food fast um alcohol and a lot of times digital stuff to a great degree so anyway those are good bro tools that's brilliant to i love that like yeah. like just to camp on that as we finish up like i love it because it's so practical so we yeah. we gave some frameworks we gave what we thought the bible says what our opinion from his heart is to put these things to the test if you are worrying like am i cussing too much fast it <laughs> 100 yeah. watch if your life's better i think yeah. that's brilliant i mean i've never actually heard someone give that advice directly correlated to um, a, a, something someone's worried about if they're doing too much of. I love it. I think it's brilliant. Um, fast cool. alcohol if you're worried about it. Fast um, your phone. Man, you, you will 100% be better off. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's really good. Recalibrate Greg. you. Love it. So Powerful, man. Consider what God's heart is for you and whether something's yeah. leading you closer to him or further from him. Thanks awesome. for joining us Thank on this you. episode and we'll see you next time. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode today. We're so glad that you're with us. If this episode spoke to you, make sure you share it with a friend. And every time you leave a comment, subscribe and share, it helps get the word out. We're so glad that you're with us on this journey, and we'll see you next time.